to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. It's your girl, Athena, and... Renata. There she go, pausing again. I can't, I can't get her to jump in right on time. Can't pay her. Anyway. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> you always on the side off talking crazy. <laughs> I be trying to get you to come in, like, immediately, and you be like, pausing. Okay, well, I think she was trying to... I think you try to get your sexy tone together. That's what that is. No, that's just my natural voice. Mm. So, if you say so. I appreciate you thinking my voice is sexy, though. I appreciate uh, it. That's the only thing I can do to describe it as, because it's like you just come in all. Athena, uh, you ain't got to justify yourself. You ain't got to explain yourself. I just said thank you. I can take a compliment. Uh, so maybe just be real soft how, and cuddly. How was your weekend? <laughs> She's soft and cuddly. That's how was your weekend? Be. Short. Mm. Weekend was extremely short. It was so short, I don't even remember I had a weekend. But we did some fun oh. stuff. I went to, I seen Joe and Neil on Thursday. And what did I do Friday? Friday was a blur. I don't even remember what I did Friday. Oh. Saturday, went to Monster Truck Show for the first time. Been dying to go to that for decades. And didn't have nobody to go with. Now I've got land and I can live vicariously through him. You know, I think he didn't care nothing about it. But, you know, he seemed like he had a good time. How about you? How was your weekend? Um, it was, it was good and busy. Um, so, um, Disclaimer, you probably will hear Athena and or I sniffling and or coughing. Um, I got cooties the week before and unintentionally passed them on to Athena. So um, I was off work for a week. <laughs> so pretty much Friday um, was my regular hanging out with my family. I did a vendor fair on Saturday, helped prepare for prom, and then took, celebrated a birthday um, so pretty much my body was like, what are you doing? We've been sick all week and you want to do everything today? Okay. And then Sunday was just hanging out with my family. So that was, that was awesome. So, so yeah. So like you said, it went by really fast. It seems like the weekends go faster than the weekdays, but it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And you are oh, responsible for my germs. Yes. I'm, 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 I wish, I wish, I wish. I'm sick of snotting, I'm sick of coughing, I'm sick of feeling like my chest is about to fall off, but huh, I'm here to fight the good fight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, I, it wasn't intentional. I try to keep everything to myself, but, you know, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. Caring is not always caring, Renata. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> And again, that wasn't my intent to to share with you. wasn't my intent at all. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and there's nothing we can do about it right now. So, <laughs> so Athena, it is what it is. So I will say, um, so I was watching a video the other day, and it made me think of the question about capitalism. And women's bodies are just kind of capitalism and sex. Um, 
essentially the video um, started off kind of giving the history of one of the reasons why, um, I guess one of the bigger reasons why Google Images was created was because of J-Lo and that infamous green dress, which I didn't realize, like, she was not the first to wear that dress. Like, several people have worn that dress, and even in different colors. But for whatever reason, she was the one that everybody kind of thinks of and remembers. And even really? with YouTube, one of the men, yeah. Um, even one of the Spice Girls wore the dress. I mean, it, obviously, it looked different on everyone because everyone has different body types and all that. But, but yeah, so she's one of the main reasons why Google Image was created. Janet Jackson is one of the main reasons why YouTube was created because of the infamous nip flip. Um, so, again, these are not the only reasons, but these were kind of some of the factors. And it was one more person, um, another female, that something happened with her, something she wore, something like that, was kind of another reason why something was started. So I just think it's interesting that even with you looking at those examples, how these these tools that we use all the time kind of where they got the push to kind of do extra things with those tools because of, of a woman's body. Um, or even when you think of what is that through Helena Troy? What did she do? Then she like, she sailed a bunch of ships or something like that. I know I'm messing up that. Cool. Yeah. I guess my, it's okay. I'll figure out the reference and I'll say it later. But I guess my, um, but to give more information about the video. So um, it kind of gives the information, the history of those things. And then it talks about the ideal of, um, specifically they were looking at sex workers and kind of like, you know, if you're using your body as a commodity in whatever capacity that is, um, or your body, your personalities, your look, what have you, how does capitalism come into play? Because um, some would even say that on some levels, a lot of us are prostituted, not necessarily in the sense of trading sex for money, goods, or what have you, but like some could argue we're prostituted at work. We don't necessarily get compensated the way that we want to be compensated, and um, we're trading a good for a service. Um, some could say that for influencers and things of that nature. So I guess for you, Athena, when you think of capitalism, and just kind of how it plays a role in so many things and just looking at people as a commodity, kind of what are your thoughts on it in general? Well, I mean, history has shown that women are often looked at as objects instead of human beings um, and or um, that look is often capitalized on or ridiculed more um, because even just looking back at, um, oh, my gosh, the um, African-American woman, um, a statue, built statue of her butt and breasts and um, goodness. Why is her name? See, oh, um, Sarah Bartman? Is it? I'm trying to be. What did you say? I'm trying to Yes. Thank you. Hi, I was going to say Heidi Toddy, but Heidi It's the same name. So Sarah Barden is also her name, but that's another name that she's known by, so yes. Yes. So just, just that whole imagery of how back when that came out, um, 
<laughs> they stoned her and, and, you know, basically um, persecuted her for looking how she looks. But nowadays, <laughs> women have <laughs> begun to capitalize on that look. Because if they have big butt, um, if they don't have all these, you know, exaggerated features, um, they, you know, this is what is now attracting men when way back when, I mean, I guess it wasn't really that long ago, if you think about it, but, um, <clears throat> you know, they that was like some form of... Um, I don't want to say, well, I would say some form of jealousy. I might as well say some form of jealousy because, you know, women in general, like, they're, to me, objectified and, and looked at as a negative creature when we are the the canal of life, you know. Without a woman, you can't have children. There's There's no way around it. You cannot continue the race if you don't have a woman involved. Um, even if you put a baby in a petri dish, you still have to have um, a woman's eggs. You have to have a woman's DNA. You have to have something of a woman to to make and create life. You know, and and God put us here for a reason. And so many people have forgotten that. And um, you know, it's just to me, women have been. Um, I don't know what to say. See, this is why I hate being sick because I can't think. <laughs> but it's okay. um, you do fantastic. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but I mean, just think about how you know all these things have come out of uh, uh, women being objectified, or people want to know more because just like you mentioned, J Lo in the dress, I didn't know and I guess I didn't care um, that that many people had worn that same dress, but because J-Lo had this figure about her that kind of commanded attention, it kind of, um, you know, uh, stated that, you know, this is um, the voluptuous, uh, well, yeah, I guess it would be considered, she's a blessed woman, Um, and now that has birthed, some one of the biggest social media platforms, and then also with um, Janet Jackson and, and YouTube, birth ways that people are now capitalizing, making money, lots and lots of money off of posting videos and, and getting likes and shares and this, that, and the other. So, I mean, yeah, they're just, I mean, roundabout way of saying women are just literally this figure that is hated and loved at the same time, admired and, you know, unliked, <clears throat> unloved, unprotected in the same breath and it's sad. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I guess to kind of answer your question to me, I think you brought up a valid point as far as kind of like what, just even how throughout history, what's been identified as beautiful versus not um, sexiness versus not. Cause even when you think about it, um, we grew up at a time where I don't feel like having a lot of curves was celebrated. Um, in my opinion, I mean, correct me if you feel otherwise, but I, I feel like I remember, okay, <laughs> I remember very much like being younger and that was just something that I really struggled with. 
with when I started going through puberty, everybody was not looking like me. Um, I've been the same height since I was in middle school. Uh, I mean, I, I had a lot less body, but I definitely had curves. Um, and that I don't feel like I don't remember in the 90s, a lot of really curvy women that I was seeing on TV and and all that. It was kind of. I'm thinking of like the 90s bodies were kind of more like Nia Long and things like that. And not to say there's anything wrong with that body type, but what's kind of deemed what society would tell you is this is the body type you should have now versus then does not look remotely the same. I'm just even thinking about like, you know, we were younger, it was video vixens. Even when with them, they were curvy, but like, I would imagine that videos were still as popular as they were. It, like if BT and MTV and all them were doing videos like they did when we were growing up, I feel like the video vixens would look different now versus then. Um, and it is interesting kind of the way that people have made money off, off of that. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing per se. Um, you know, especially if it's been consensual, but that has not always been the case. And I think it kind of, it makes you kind of think, well, how far is too far? And, you know, what are people willing to do for, for money? Um, like Athena and I last week were talking about um, K. Michelle's show. Uh, what is the name of that show, Athena? Um, yeah, um, not botched. Um, the... Not, shoot, under not, what is the name of that show? I got boxed in my head because it's so similar, but let me Google it real quick. It, but it is, so Killer Body. Is it My Killer Body killer or something body, like yeah. that? My Killer Body, I've um, you. But just even shows like that, that the fact that, you know, people are going out and getting all this work done to their bodies and having all these health issues, like people are dying from modifying their body. And for some of them, they feel like, you know, I need to do this because of the type of work that I do. And again, we're not saying that it's a bad thing or anything like that. Um, but I think it does kind of, it does kind of put that question in your mind. Because I guess for you, Athena, if you, how do you think it would have shaped you growing up now versus when you did? I think I wouldn't have gotten teased as much as I did because, um, you know, of course, I know now 90% of the teasing was because people were jealous because I developed very early. Um, I was, what, six, seven, six, six, six or seventh grade when I had a full C cup and I've always had hips. I've always had, I'm not going to say, well, my hips were not as big as my thighs and my my butt was, but I had a flat stomach, so of course all these things were exacerbated, like huge, you know, at the time. And I think that I would have been more accepted because I, I tell people this story often about when I was a cheerleader in high school, how my cheerleading coach um, never really thought of me as anybody who she wanted to put up front. Not sure if it's because I was a little bit bigger um, than everybody else which, looking back, hindsight, I was not big at all, but I was bigger than the other girls who were on the team, and I was thicker, and, you know, I had the loud voice and everything else, but she was like, oh, well, I would just love for you to be 
the junior varsity captain. I don't want to be no junior varsity captain. I'm good enough to be on varsity. And, you know, that whole situation, I never got a straight answer out of her as to why. But then, you know, the older I got, the more boisterous I got, and I tried out again and ended up getting put on varsity, and I walked out. I was like, I don't want to be on varsity. I just wanted to prove to you that I was worthy of this spot this whole time. And um, she never really said why, but I always knew that if it was those of us who didn't look a certain way, we didn't make it to um, varsity, no matter how talented we are. And um, looking back at those of us who are in junior varsity, we did, you know, our job. We went out there. We, you know, rah rah to boom bah and all that other crap. We did it, you know. But in the back of my mind, I was like, why are they sticking us here? Why are we not good enough to be with them, um, the quote-unquote popular girls? But even though I would, I can't say that I wasn't a popular girl, but for some reason I was never put on the varsity squad until – I didn't want to be on it anymore. I was done by that point. Um, so, and I and I know if I would have now, if my body type was accepted back then, oh, I could, I would have been on the varsity squad. Probably would have been captain or co-captain because of you know the work ethic I had when it came to cheerleading. I actually liked it just because I could scream and holler and nobody could tell me not to. So, um, mm. and I wasn't. No, I didn't do backflips and tumbles, and neither did 90% of the girls who were on the varsity squad do um, backflips and tumbles. But um, there was more of them who were skinnier, you know, than, no, they were, I don't even think there was a plus size. And I really do, honest to God, think that she put those of us who are over a size seven on the junior varsity team. Because anybody who was not in a size seven was varsity, which is like, Really? And the cheerleading coach was not a size zero either. So I'm like, Beep. but neither here nor there, you know. But it was just a little, it was just a little disheartening, you know, being um, what people, quote, unquote, consider plus size. But then looking back, you know, you're like, dang, I wasn't even that big. But, you know, if I was her, if I was her now, oh, my gosh, I would get all kinds of, uh, uh, <clears throat> likes on Facebook and, and all kinds of stuff because I was a good 125 <laughs> at curves for days and, and boobs too. So if I was her now, psh, couldn't tell me nothing. I'd be probably on one of these YouTube <laughs> channels making my making my money like everybody else. Why is that? But, why is if you if you were the size that you were in high school, why is it that you feel like you would capitalize or monetize your body. Well, because uh, I think the 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 glitz and glamour of it all, you know, you get sucked into that. I mean, and it's easy to do, just like anybody else. If it's some, a quick way to make money, you know, or an easier way to have some extra money flowing in, you know, why not? Um, the strippers do it. You know, <laughs> it's like, and I'm not bold enough to be a stripper, but I might pose for some pictures, you know, some some skillfully placed borderline cladish type pictures I would pose for, you know, just to give me a little dough, a little extra ducats, you know, just so I don't have to work as hard. I'm not going to say that I wouldn't because my body is a little different, trust and believe. 
some bills will be paid. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that lazy side of me is like, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, find an easy way to make some money in my sleep. And But I probably wouldn't. Even though I'm talking crazy right now, I probably wouldn't because it's like I don't want that many people to know who I am because with that type of um, spotlight comes a lot of responsibility. And also it, it becomes... Uh, a safety issue, too. Um, so I'm, I don't know if I want them problems, but I might try for a little while. Just give me a little extra money to do what I really want to do. I don't know. I'm talking shit. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> 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 to be honest, no, I don't think I, because I don't even like people to know where I live now. So <laughs> I don't even want nobody to follow me in no book, uh, bookstore or no, um, no grocery store or, or at a sporting event, because I couldn't even imagine living that lifestyle. That you always got to look over your shoulder. You can't get close to people because you don't know if they're really trying to be your friend or if they're just trying to get this uh, instant fame or trying to capitalize off of something, you know, that you have put your hard work into. And, I mean, I, I talk all this mess. I probably wouldn't do it just just for that reason alone. And I, because I don't want that extra that comes with it. Because there's a lot that comes with people knowing or people seeing you or people thinking they have access to you. And I'm not willing to give that to anybody just to, or to just anybody. Let me just say that. So I probably wouldn't. I don't know. But what about you? Would you, would you, if you had your, your, your preteen, teen body now, would you feel comfortable and cop? you know, confident in being capitalized on because you know you would be. So here's the funny thing. Um, oh, I'm trying to debate how much I want to share. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say this. Like <laughs> I will say this. Um, probably, I don't know. And I would say I don't, probably younger me, probably not only because I had a lot of body image um, issues. Um, like, I was super uncomfortable with my body until I got to high school. And I think I went the other extreme. Like, I was very covered up, wore baggy clothes. Like, just very, very, very much struggled with that when I was younger. And then it kind of went to the extreme in high school, and I went the other direction. Um, and I think I found a balance. Um but there have been things that I would I was going to do and it probably would have stopped me was just kind of not wanting to hear what people had to say about it. Because um, in college, I was going to be a nude model. Um, I just decided that when I thought about it, I was like, do I really want people having nude pictures of me for the rest of my life? <laughs> And do I want, yeah, and then do I want my mom to know that I do that? And then would there be people who would take that class because they found out that I was one of the models? Um, so that was the only reason why, why I didn't do it. Um, although I considered it, like, really heavily, heavily considered it. Um, and I've done boudoir photos at least three times. Um, and even one of the pictures, uh, the first person that did it, 
uh, she really wanted to post it on her social media. And I was just like, I think it's a gorgeous picture. However, I have to be very mindful of the fact that I'm also a therapist. And even though I, one of my areas of specialty is sexuality, I don't want people to misconstrue that into thinking that it's something that is not um, for me. So I think a lot of times what has prevented me from doing things is me kind of making sure that I, I'm not saying that I need to present a certain image, but, you know, at the end of the day, just like everybody else, I'm multifaceted and I don't want, I don't want me doing something to hinder someone else's, hinder someone else in whatever way, whatever that means. Um, Cause I wanted to be a video vixen. I saw crush on you was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be an OBGYN, a therapist and dance and video. It makes sense in my head, but obviously that didn't work. Cause the thing is, I don't like performing. I, if, if, when I realize people are paying attention to me, that's when I, like, mess up. But, like, if you see me driving around, I probably would be dancing in my car oblivious to the fact that people are paying attention to me. But once I am aware that people are looking, that's when it's an issue. So, like, I love dance. I did ballet. But I, didn't, I hated doing recitals because people have to look at you. <laughs> so, so, so would I ever use... It is interesting, but that's, I, I do better in small groups and I don't like to be center of attention. I just can handle it because I kind of need to in a lot of situations. Um, so I guess the long, the short answer to your question is, would I monetize my body? Yes. Because um, I'm not necessarily completely uncomfortable with my body. It's not ideally what I want it to look like. And I'm, you know, taking the steps to make changes in that. But um, I guess for me, some of that is I don't want people to feel like just because I don't look like X, Y, Z, that means that I'm not as beautiful or anything like that. Um, And I think that's a dangerous, slippery slope when we are saying, if you don't look this way, you can't do this. I mean, there are a lot of people who get into sex work and whatever capacity that is, or, you know, doing sexuality, doing, you you know, that's your specialty, whether you're a coach, a therapist, whatever. Um, and you don't have to look a certain way, but I think we're kind of fed this story that you got to look a certain way. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more of this discussion on Women and capitalism. Stay tuned. If you're tired of hearing the same music and content every 5, 10, or 15 minutes on air, then check out JQLM Radio for the realest, rawest, and most relevant variety of music, talk shows, and more. Start your days with a little bit of gospel and gospel rap from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Never know you to fail. Deliver me Cause all I see to do is huh. Coming to break it down with that wicked wicked style Man, we really been living it out of music Then get into some hot R&B Some hip-hop Falling in deep with the quicksand Flag 
A little bit of pop. And some Neo Soul for the rest of the day. JQLM Radio, real, raw, and relevant. The 2022 Nationwide Re-Up Experience is being hosted in Indianapolis, Indiana on August 6th at the Spotlight Event Center, and nominations are now open for the Re-Up Awards. If you know a person or company that has bounced back from adversity or is helping others to do so, nominate them for Nonprofit of the Year, For-Profit of the Year, or Bounce Backologist of the Year by completing the form at reupexperience.com. That's re-upexperience.com. Nominations close on April 30th, the Re-Up Experience and Re-Up Awards. We all the way up. And so we're back, and um, we're diving into this topic that's, you know, I, I would say it's kind of controversial and um, touchy to some people because some people um, do use their bodies to make money, to do certain things. And I don't want anybody to get it confused. You know, we're not saying that it's a bad thing for you. You do what you want. You know, you got one life to live. You do what you got to do. Ain't got no judgment. If I could do it, if people would pay me good money to see my body, I might, just might. I know they say they got them big girl websites and all of that stuff. I don't know if I'm ready to be um, exposed as a big girl, just <laughs> butt naked. But anyway, um, the thought has crossed my mind, especially when bills look a little funny. But, um... Um, just, you know, continuing the conversation, um, I know you like to watch a lot of videos and stuff, but what made this topic for you one that you wanted to talk about? I mean, is it something that, because I know you also had been watching, um, the Playboy documentary, which, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I've heard from several people that it is one that um, makes you rethink and think and, um, you know, um, sparks a whole other conversation, especially when it brings up Bill Cosby and that whole thing. But what made you want to talk about this as far as, um, you know, because you watch a lot of documentaries, you watch a lot of shows, but what made this a topic that you wanted to tackle today? Um, I think this is a combination of things. Like I said, the video that I watched on YouTube um, just kind of got me thinking, because um, they even talked about, I cannot think of the name, I guess it's an HBO show, maybe it's a Hulu, I don't know. I'll have to look it up and reference where you can find the show. But I guess the show kind of talks about um, Times Square back in the day because Times Square has not always been that glamorous uh, Times Square that we see nowadays. Back in the day, it was was, uh, just, it was a lot going on. So a lot of sex work and things like that was going on during that time. And I'm assuming that's what the show was based in around that time period. And it's about a woman that, um, I guess used to be a, she was a prostitute that transitioned into a porn star that transitioned into a director and kind of just that whole process of what that was like and kind of being in the quote unquote boys game, you know, the boys room, um, doing some work like that and just kind of even the perspective that she has, you know, once she becomes a director 
um, versus when she was a prostitute versus when she was a porn star um, or an adult film entertainer, I should say that. Um, and just even thinking about that, because I've had the opportunity to talk to women who are in that line of work. And it is, a, it is interesting kind of how they view it and just even like one of the, for example, one of the points was made about like the money shot um, at the end of, at the end of most porn. And I mean, I know this is a family show, so I won't get graphic. We'll just leave it at that. You can figure out what that means. But uh, the point was brought up. Most people, that's not what they do when they have sex. And so why is that the shot that people feel the need to present? And what does that say to women? Um, Because we already know the argument of sometimes porn sets unrealistic expectations when it comes to sex. That's been your only frame of reference. We don't always think about all the production that goes into porn. Um, So it's not realistic to always have. I don't think most of us have a production team when we're we're being intimate. Some do, but I I don't think that's a common thing. Um, So just kind of of watching that and then watching the whole Playboy docuseries, which if you haven't seen it, it is hard to watch. I'm not going to um, sit here and say that it's not. It, all, it, felt like, it felt like a train wreck that you couldn't look away from. Um, and just to hear their perspective of how, how things were and just even um, the common theme that was said in that docuseries was how, how well the image that he wanted, Hugh Hefner wanted portrayed was what got portrayed. And he had a marketing team that took care of that and covered everything up so that you didn't hear and see all the things that were going on. Um, and I know a lot of people, the question was, well, why are they talking about it now? He's dead and gone. And I think we often forget we do a lot of victim shaming and we do a lot of, we just do a lot of shaming in general. Like, when you just think about, like, why is it that if a woman decides that she wants to wear a certain outfit, we shame her for that? Or, you know, if you decide to feel comfortable in your sexuality, you get shamed for that. If you decide that you want to monetize your sexuality in any capacity, you get shamed for that. So we do a lot of shaming, and it makes a lot of people not want to come forward and say things. So I think it's just been a combination of of all the stuff that I've had to talk about and, and just the last few days, uh, last few weeks, um, on top of some other things, I think that's kind of what made me want to talk about it. Yeah. I could definitely say um, being a woman is definitely sometimes one of the hardest things to be. I mean, being a black woman is extremely hard sometimes. Um, And not being looked at as a human being sometimes. And I think, and more more so as an object rather than, because it's, it's sad that I've heard a lot of these younger generations, um, some of these young males refer to women as, you know, property or, you know, um, things that were not really um, becoming of a woman. And, they, you know, they always say, oh, I treat them bad because that's how they act and present themselves. And I think, 
a lot of that has to do with how um, sexuality is capitalized on, which is sad because it's like, you know, sexuality has been around since the dawn of time. People have chosen to do um, with their bodies what they chose to do. And some people have been very vocal and boisterous about it. Some people are very quiet about it. But in general, you know, you can go back and all these statues and everything else, all these portraits are painted of what they thought a beautiful woman looked like. And ironically, <laughs> um, back in the day, like if you look at some of those artists who did the self-portraits, those women were not skinny. A lot of them were. Even though they were Caucasian women, they were not skinny at all. And I'm like, well, why is it okay for this group to be chunky and voluptuous, but not the others? But it's just it's sad um, because, you know, we always hear we're going, getting so far. We're getting so, we're getting so far from what it used to be, but we're still not that far away from it because people still are, like you said, victim shaming, body shaming, not embracing each individual's curves. Um, people are not uh, accepted with bald heads, whether it's sometimes men or women. Um, so it's just like it's, it's, if people would just get off this whole uh, high horse syndrome, thinking that their situation or their look is better than others, we probably wouldn't have as many problems. I don't know. But since you're now a, a licensed sexual um, expert, um, <laughs> that is not what my title is. But do you think you'll do more? Tell, tell, tell everybody what your new title is. I mean, um, so I am in a program where um, I am essentially becoming a certified sexologist. Um, so doing that, and it'll be um, a couple of other certifications with that. But that's, if you know me, know me. It's been a very long time coming. I've, I've been doing the work for years. I just haven't gotten certified in it um, for a multitude of reasons. So um, just being very intentional this year to be the best version of me that I can be. So, um, and what's the title so again? Is it just a sexologist? Yeah, a certified sexologist. Certified sexologist. So no, don't call her asking about positions, but, I mean, for those who don't know what <laughs> that would entail, what, what, what does that entail? <laughs> you got to be specific well, sometimes. Um, it, 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 de- it depends. Um, so... Yes, that is a conversation that we can have. It's a conversation that I've had with clients before. Um, but I um, I do a lot of work, um, particularly with women. Not that I don't do the work with men, but I, historically I've just worked more in that area with women. So just kind of intimacy, and not necessarily intimacy because we're about to have sex, but just intimacy in general. Um, I don't think we always realize... We have a lot of intimate relationships with people. Um, I mean, just even being a therapist, that's a very intimate relationship. You're, you're sharing a lot of information with someone. Um, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable with that person. So just kind of talking about intimacy, talking about um, self-esteem and, and confidence. And um, if there's been some sexual trauma, just kind of healing from that and what is, what is that going to look like moving forward? 
So, I mean, it's, it's essentially, I still, I still do sex therapy. That's just the title that I'll have. Um, but I mean, it, it's therapy. So just like with therapy, there's a lot of things that you can work on. This one is just kind of focusing more on sexuality, which isn't just the physical act of sex, but it comes with a lot of other things. So, um, you know, I'm, I have a couple of clients in the LGBTQ plus community. And so some of that is just unpacking, you know, I need to, I'm, I want to come out. So I'm packing that. Or I want to, I have, I'm very gender fluid. So kind of dealing with that. Or it, just, it can be a ton of things. It can be a ton of things. So I, you know, I work with clients on, whatever it is that I need, we need to work on. And what I can't do, I have people that I can reach out to and say, hey, can you help me out with this? Or, hey, I need to refer you to someone that can help you more. So I feel like that was a very long, I'm giving super long-winded answers tonight. So <laughs> We're training spaces, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I mean, I, 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 um, with that background, I think that's definitely something that um, you can share with people and, and help people feel uh, feel comfortable, and, and, and especially because it's a lot of work that you're in. I mean, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense um, to to get into that and to to have that certification. So kudos to you for going back to school and keep doing your thing. Um, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Might need to take another break in my throat to the other one. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, um, for, for women in capitalism and how do you think that we can start to shift or, or do you think it'll ever shift because it's been going on for so long? It's like, ingrained in our DNA and generations to come are still doing, you know, basically progressing worse. Do you think, do you think it's something that needs to change or do you think something will happen to shift, change the shift in how, you know, people are basically profited on or do you think now it's just so far gone that we're just going to, this is going to be it. People are just going to come up more in new and inventive ways to make money off of bodies. Um, I feel like this, this is, it's not a, a simple answer. Um, cause I don't think, do I think capitalism is the worst thing on earth? Absolutely not. Um, just even last week had a conversation with someone that we were talking about just kind of what does responsible capitalism look like? Um, and it's, it's not necessarily a matter of, is it bad to make money off of things? Um, However, put a comma there, there are, we can talk for hours and hours how money, money and the love of money and all those things have made things way worse. I mean, I think you could probably, there's the argument that you could trace every horrible thing that's happened in the world back to money. Um, so, I mean, there's that. Do I think there are some things you need to change? Absolutely. Um just even with like with OnlyFans, I know a few people who who've gotten on OnlyFans and they've talked about how like with some of the the guidelines and all those the shift in that with like celebrities getting on there, kind of how that 
and not saying that they're, they're not making money, but they may not be making the money that they used to be able to make. And just, you know, it's, it's different if Renata's on there versus only because she's the first one that came to mind if Meg Thee Stallion is on there. And I, I, and I don't know if she's on there or not. But, like, it looks different. Or who was the Disney... It was a Disney personality that I think she was one of the first ones that got on there and, like, made a ton of money and all that. And a lot of people had issues with that because it was like, hey, you're kind of taking money from other people who could be making, you know, you have other opportunities to make money. For some, they don't. I mean, I think the other thing to, that we have to put on the table is for some people, that is your only option to kind of capitalize on your body or what have you. And for others, that may not be the case. Like, yeah, me and my friends, we may jokingly talk about, you know, becoming dancers and, and starting an OnlyFans page and all that. But the reality is we have the choice to decide whether we really want to do that or not. Uh, versus there are some people that feel like I don't have any other option but to get into maybe starting an OnlyFans page or being a cam girl or being a dancer, an exotic dancer or what have you. So, I mean, I think that's a conversation that we have to have too because that is a privilege to be able to say, I pick and choose how I want my body to be exposed or what have you. Or even just kind of with celebrities, like they get to pick and choose kind of certain things. But, I mean, we all know that there are some situations where people don't have as much power over their bodies as, they would like to. So, I mean, I think it's, if you're going to do it, I think it's important for fair wages. If you're going to do it, I think it's important for people to be safe. Um, you know, just like any other thing, you know, who wants to, who wants a hostile work environment? Um, and even obviously when we're talking about bodies and commod and money and all that, that can run across the gamut of what that looks like. Uh, but I, I think those are things that are very important to make sure that people are safe. People aren't being manipulated or um, or what have you into doing those type of things. I mean, I think it's I don't think it's an easy answer to that question. What about you? What are your thoughts? Well, um, just being honest, I think that we are so conditioned now to capitalize off of trying to make money. Money has become um, the the thing, you know. Yes, we have to have money to survive and to, to do things and to travel and do things we want, but it's all about, cap- I mean, so many people have put themselves in danger trying to capitalize or, on some fad or something, and I think it's going to progressively um, stay the same or get more inventive as to how people make their money, um, which I guess is good. Evolution is good, but, you know, at what cost are they, you know, evolving? Um, and I, I, like I was saying earlier, I just don't think I want to let nobody in my life that much. Um, but mm-hmm. um, but for some people, you know, it is a means to an end. Um, it's better, I guess, than out here selling dope and, and, and killing the community that way. But, you know, um, we have to find, we as consumers have to find ways to live and deal without having that much access to other people, too. Because, you know, I think people have forgotten that everyone's human 
you know, we are going to make mistakes. We're going to do things um, that we don't want to relive every day. And um, sometimes, you know, capitalizing on certain things will get you put in that category where you will always be attached to this thing. So um, I hope, hopefully, with the evolution of whatever people do, um, it will, you know, become more responsible and people will still think of other people as human beings, people with families, people with loved ones, people who, with people who care, you know, for them, Uh, whether you do or not, you know, think of people Mm -hmm. as a human being, I think will shift it. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm hoping and hoping and hoping that things will get a little bit easier and better. But I don't know. The love of money, you know, the love of fame, the love of trying to be the next thing, I think it's taken over and for good or bad or worse. It's, it's it's the new norm now, unfortunately. But we do need to take one more commercial break um, and we'll come back and wrap it up. But, yeah, stay tuned, y'all. We'll be right back with more talk about capitalism. All right, so we are back. We are back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This topic is always <laughs> kind of interesting to me. I mean, I just, you know, just talking about women and, you know, because we are women, you know, we both have had different women experiences, but um, nonetheless, we still, we still the woman. Um, but I don't know. Just, I don't even know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't mean to stump you. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, it, it's it's such a broad topic. I think there's so much. There's obviously there's more that could be discussed about it, but I think personally, when I look at it, you know, I think some of that is just doing the work of getting comfortable with my body and all those things. Um, which is why I am a big advocate of. I think every. I think everybody should do boudoir photos. That's just me. You don't have to show them to nobody. But I think just even someone seeing your body in an artistic way, I think that definitely does kind of help. Um, that can help um, how you view yourself. You know, and then if you want to model and things like that, totally you can do that. But, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's a hard topic, like you said, because there's so much that can go into it. Yeah, I mean, I know you try to convince me several times to, do a boudoir photo shoot and, and to be once. exposed, but you know maybe maybe it's, I don't even think it's the point of me being scared to show my body. I think it's more about me seeing myself and and being that vulnerable with myself. It was like I, I almost not care about other people seeing me. It's me looking at myself because I'm my own worst critic because, you know, I very rarely look at myself naked in the mirror, which is uh, silly because I should because I, I can notice things about my body changing that maybe somebody else may not. But um, I think I would be more critical of myself than I'm caring about what other people, you know, thought about it because, hell, you know, even when it came time for um, the grown-up time, I don't, you know, I don't, I was never one to really hide my body, but um, I didn't also look at myself either. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that mess. 
<laughs> so I was never one of the people who had to have a mirror next to my bed. No, yeah, I ain't got to see none of that. Um, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, I think everybody's body is very unique and very um, interesting. You know, I've studied the dimples on other, you know, people more than myself. So I, I guess I just have to get more comfortable with. Me looking at me, because you know, I don't. I've, I've, the whole world almost has seen my nether region. Because after I had a baby, thank God, cell phones are not popular then. Because I'm sure my hind part would have accidentally been on somebody's YouTube or, or something. Because somebody wants to take pictures of their grandchild coming into this world and. I'm pretty sure the man or woman who developed the pictures back then, because, you know, back then you had to take them and get them developed, was looking like, oh, my gosh. They really put, took pictures of the baby crowning and coming out and all that jazz. I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> who knows? My VJ probably is everywhere. Because <laughs> um, back then you could take, you could develop a picture a couple times and, you know, it could be spread out. It could have been somebody's fantasy. So, so you know, a shout out to whoever got to keep that picture, but um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying because I, I was so angry after I found out and saw proof of my VJJ <laughs> being immortalized in some film. I was like, oh, this motherfucker! <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> That's all I could say. But Lord have mercy. But um, I don't know. I think. Um, being okay with your body is definitely a great thing Um, and loving yourself and loving yourself to be out here because I was just like you I was a tomboy I covered up I covered up more because people teased and bullied me almost from for being voluptuous so I I definitely covered up not you know but don't get it twisted I still had my words but because you know I fought back but I know it was a lot of teasing and what not going on because it was people who were jealous and then guys who wanted to talk to me but didn't know how to speak rather than to, you know, throw jabs or whatever. But um, I definitely was somebody who did not cover. Uh, I did not go uncovered, let me just say that, wore my granddaddy shirts and everything. So I definitely um, I need to get more comfortable looking at myself than, you know, and then maybe I'll be on one of these YouTube channels one of these days. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I get my only fan, my fans on. What's it called? Only fans, fans on. Oh, they don't even know what the crap is called. Can't <laughs> be What's it called? Fans only. Only fans. Only fans. I call it an old person. Like what they call baby? Um, yeah, that what you said. <laughs> I listen, you know, I don't be playing older people. It might be some on there for all you know. You, you probably is. I've never looked at it. I've never, I don't even know. I don't even know what it involves. And and I just hear people say, "Oh, I could be a foot hand model. I can do. I can show my chest. I can show my legs." I'm like, oh, "Okay, maybe I put my legs <laughs> on there one day. <laughs> maybe I maybe I throw an elbow on there. And see what happens. I mean, hey." I make money for this um, birthday trip coming up. 
<laughs> and I might buy you a drink in Jamaica, you know what I'm saying? If I can't own pay, own pay, you're funny. <laughs> might, might get a cabana. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, we got to wrap this up. So any lasting words you want to leave for the for the uh, listeners? Uh, regarding capitalism and and ladies, um, and ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I feel like this this conversation was a little all over the place today, um, and, and it will be a conversation that we will definitely have again um, in different capacities. But just, um, I guess my lasting comment would be my last comment would be um, don't shame people if that's the choice that they need to make. You don't know people's story and as to why they do the things that they do. Um, and there's nothing wrong with things being fair uh, or what have you. There's nothing wrong with monetizing. I mean, we all monetize our gifts and talents. I often say I figured out a way to monetize my nosiness. I became a therapist. So I get to be curious and nosy for a living. So, I mean, we, you know, we, we monetize a lot of things. And if, if someone chooses to monetize their bodies or whatever, I, you know, I don't think they should be shamed for that. What about you? Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, I mean, honestly, I've definitely had to hang up my judgmental card. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you grow up a certain way and grew up in a certain type of church where you couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Not that I was a homeless witness, but we could, probably could have been. Um, but, you know, basically... Um, letting go of that because it's like you know, who am I? You know, what, what, who am I to say anything about anybody's anything? It's like you know, you do what you want. You get one life. You gonna live it how you wanna live it. And you know, if you choose to go down a certain road, I can't stop you. I can't keep you in heaven, and I can't send you to hell. So it's like you know, what do what you wanna do? Just you know, don't involve me if I didn't ask for it. That's all I ask for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's about it for me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this more because I'm sure something's going to come up and uh, somebody yeah. might <laughs> pop a titty out on TV. Uh, somebody might slap somebody again. You never know. So, <laughs> we just, you just need to go ahead and watch this Playboy documentary so we can just have a show <laughs> where we I can just. This is me being selfish. I just need to debrief with you about this. So. <laughs> I would love to with my lovely AT&T, which I'm about to cut off um, probably um, in the next couple of days, for real, this time. They won't let me go back and watch the first episode or a second. It wants to start me at three. And I'm like, that's not how on demand should work. It should, you know, let me start from one. So as soon as I can find where I can watch it, sure, I'll watch it. Um but I mean, you know, I do. You can watch it at my house. It's, it's okay. <laughs> you know how long that show is. <laughs> I mean, we can break it up. We can break it up in increments. You ain't got to watch the whole. You ain't got to binge watch at my house. I'm just saying. But we'll, we'll see but, what happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I might we'll find see. it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but oh, we got some stuff coming up this week too. So yes, we do. Um, um, before I forget that, and we run out of time here, um, 
Renata will be at one event and I'll be at another because we can't be two places at once. I mean, you know, it'd be nice if we could, but we can't. So, um, Renata, say where you're going to be, please. So, uh, one of our amazing therapists, Nicole Jones, is hosting a workshop called Anxiety versus Depression, Understanding Your Mind. It'll be at Ujama's Bookstore on Thursday from 6 to 7.30. Um, if you go to our website, so net, you can click on the, there's a flyer on there. You can click on there and you can get your tickets. It's uh, $20 for the workshop. Um, I've gotten to hear a little bit about it, so I'm very excited to um, to go to her workshop, and this is our first workshop. Um, but again, she's an amazing therapist, so I expect nothing but greatness from this particular workshop. So if you have some questions about anxiety and depression, I would definitely encourage you to come. Um, this is not a substitute for therapy, but, you know, she's going to give you a good overview of just kind of understanding how you can recognize the difference between the two. And um, even though there are a lot of similarities between the two, but just kind of how it affects your body, your mind, differently so that is where i will be on thursday what about you well i will be um on the opposite side of town in the calston area at 5852 east 82nd street which is um the gallery event center um for bring our own table networking event it starts at 6 30 to about 8 um there'll be food Drinks, networking, the event itself is free, but usually the food might be an extra donation or something like that. And it's basically a black um, business event, um, networking. The, the theme this time is um, Keys to Healthy Living, Mind, Body, and Soul. So there'll be a featured um, guest speaker, but for the most part, there'll be speed networking and um, Sip and Share Winery will be there as well. And um, like I said, the entry is free, um, <clears throat> but drinks, I believe, are 9 and uh, food is probably around $10. So um, these are all black businesses. So please come out and support both events if you can. Hit one first, hit the other one second. But um, definitely would like your support. Also, we have an event coming up on the 23rd, <coughs> excuse me, 23rd, 6 to 8 p.m., uh, call adulting conversation it's basically centered around women's reproductive health or just women's health in general we have dr hodge we have um, a woman from the salt organization um if you don't know look them up and the salt with two a's um and yeah. when i'll be speaking um should share be there we have a couple vendors i'll be there we'll be at Ijama again that event is 15 dollars um but it's April 23rd, so we'll talk again about it next week. But, yes, please be sure to support your local businesses, your local um, events that are going on, because if we don't support each other, you know, we, we our businesses will not flourish. So, y'all, you got anything? I can't think of anything. You can always go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, um, so that you can keep up with all the things because we – we have a lot of really great things coming up, and we're getting back into the swing of things. So just check our website. Yes, please, because as you can tell, I'm losing my voice, kind of. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, 
stay tuned for the next upcoming show. And um, we look forward to talking to you guys Thursday in person. So um, till then, stay blessed, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Have a great rest of the week. Bye. Bye. Bye.